those four rounds I don't think are necessary or even acceptable at this point because I feel like the robber has been neutralized. He's on the ground and there's better options than to run within a foot or so of the robber. Welcome to the Green Ops Podcast, where we give you tips and tricks each week to become harder to kill. My name is Luke. I am your host and an instructor with Green Ops, and joined tonight by no one. It is just me sitting in the studio recording a quick episode here. We're going to actually talk about there was a, a shooting, a robbery, and then a defensive shooting during that robbery, I believe, in Texas. And uh, there's a lot of videos online. I will have a link down below in the show notes where you can go and click and actually watch some of the available clips of it. But I think there are some lessons learned. Us as concealed carriers can use just from this latest video that came out. But first, before we go any further, I want to ask you to like, subscribe, share, Send to a friend. Um, make sure we keep growing in 2022. Our podcast um, is growing and make sure that we keep keep moving right along there. One thing I do want to say is thank everybody for making our podcast one of the best ones um, in the firearms outdoors world. I actually got an email today from our host and of the thousands and thousands of podcasts that they host on their site. We are the top 25% of podcasts that they host. And it's all because of you guys and girls listening to the podcast and um, leaving us reviews, giving us uh, five-star reviews and leaving your comments. So thank you very much. Like I said, please like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff. But like I said at the beginning, there is a it was at like a little taco shop, I believe in Texas, and a masked robber came in, and in the video, there's not much audio floating around, but in the video, he pulls a, what we now know is a plastic gun, maybe a BB gun, airsoft gun, something like that, but at the time, it was a black-looking pistol out, and basically asked all the patrons that were sitting inside the restaurant there for all of their money, their valuables, things like that. Goes around, points a gun in multiple people's faces, asking for money. When you're looking at the video, you can see he goes to a booth on the left and then goes over to a booth on the right and asks for money from both of those patrons. Then goes over to where our uh, concealed carrier is sitting, asks for money from, from them and he complies, then goes over to another table where there are two other victims laying on the ground. And they too uh, comply with giving them some sort of valuables, whether it be money, wallets, whatever. It's a little bit grainy, so it's not really sure what the valuables were, but at least some sort of money or whatnot. As the assailant robber is leaving... And he just walks past the third guy that he stole money from. That gentleman pulls his concealed weapons um, weapon and actually puts four rounds into the robber. 
So up until this point, I actually have no real issues. Um, I don't know exactly how I would act and if I would have waited that very long. There might have been better opportunity earlier in the whole attack, but if we just take it from that point, I have no issues with it. You'll notice if you watch the video, our good guy, for lack of better terms, and you'll understand as I keep explaining what's going on in this, why I say in air quotes, good guy, he was kind of, I don't know, fiddling with the gun. Maybe he was trying to get a better grip on the gun. Maybe he was trying to rack the gun. He may not have even carried with a round in the chamber, but you can see that he was actually trying to do something, maybe trying to make sure that his cover garment was, you know, in his hands where he could make sure he clears the garment perfectly. So after the robber walks past him by a couple feet, you'll see the video. He draws his pistol using two hands, gets a two-handed grip, and sends four rounds into the robber. And the robber instantly kind of like runs toward the door where he came from in the first place and then drops on the ground. At that point, um, I think everything is fine in my opinion. I, I don't think, I don't see anything wrong with that. Also, let me be clear, I am not an attorney, I am not a lawyer, so I'm not trying to give any type of legal advice, but as a professional firearms instructor, I don't see anything wrong up until this point of the video. Then, this is where it gets a little bit interesting for me. The good guy, air quotes, walks toward the robber and then proceeds to put four more rounds in him from fairly close range, let's say a couple feet. Those four rounds I don't think are necessary or even acceptable at this point because I feel like the robber has been neutralized. He's on the ground and there's better options than to run within a foot or so of the robber. I think the better option is to get up out of the booth and make space. So whether that be just as far back as you could get inside the building, I don't know how much space was between where our good guy was sitting and going further back into the restaurant or if nothing else creating a different angle if for some reason the robber did get up at this point we don't know that the pistol is a fake so if the robber did get up for some reason he may not be able to find us or see us instantly and we just kind of changed that you know we're getting off the x and we're changing that OODA loop for the bad guy so I think the better move is to move away from the robber, the masked robber and gunman, and try to make a little bit more space. Our good guy did not. He actually closed the space, went into within about, like I said, foot and a half, two foot from the robber who was on the ground, proceeds to shoot four more times into the robber, and then with, I believe, one hand only, shoots one single fifth shot. Now, the robber was pronounced dead on the scene, I believe, and um, I'm not sure if there's going to be charges brought up against our, quote, good guy, but after those first four shots, I think he could have done something totally different, and it puts him in a, in a bad light by going up and trying to, you know, put more rounds into him. 
I think once you originally shoot those first four rounds, and I'm totally fine with those four rounds, I would have been totally fine if the guy, if our good guy got up and put maybe six rounds, did like a bill drill if his adrenaline was running and he pumped a bunch of rounds into the robber. But as soon as that bad guy, masked gunman, went down to the ground, I think we need to retreat a little bit, make space, and then get to a position of advantage, call the cops, see what's going on. The good things that happened in this thing for the good guy, right, is he did take his time to come up with a good counter ambush, if you will, a plan. So he waited until the robber had was occupied on something other than him, and he had plenty of time to draw his gun, he actually got two hands on the gun, so he got a two-handed grip, so he wasn't just shooting one-handed. So he had extra time to get that two-handed grip and go ahead and press the gun out and put rounds in the assailant fairly quickly um, without any of the innocent bystanders around there getting hurt. That's a big positive. Everything after that I question, and I don't know if it was a smart move. Now, the state of Texas will decide if he is a criminal for doing that, the next four and then plus the one from very up close, but state by state, it definitely could change, but after those first four shots and the assailant is down on the ground, I think you need to make space. At that point, like I said, you're going to get out of your booth, you're going to make space, you're going to back go to the back of the restaurant, you're at least going to change the angle and stay there. Um, until either the bad guy like crawls himself out of the restaurant or the cops come, whichever is first, right? You're just going to, um, you're trying to move to a better position of advantage. You're definitely not walking up and putting any more rounds in the person from close, unless for some reason the bad guy, you've shot four rounds, he's on the ground, and then maybe there's something between you and them, a loved one, your wife, your husband, your your parents, something like that. I can understand trying to close the space there to get in between your loved one, your friend, and the bad guy. If for some reason the bad guy decides that he wants to get back into the fight, he grabs his gun, turns around, and wants to get to shooting, well, there we go. We can go ahead and send four more rounds if that's what it's going to take, or as many rounds as it will take. But I think after those initial four rounds when the robber kind of laid down, um, went to the ground, I don't know if those were the fatal shots or if the subsequent four and then the extra one was the fatal shot, but it does not look good when you go about uh when the robber is on the ground or the bad guy is on the ground and then you go up and almost go into like an execution mode. I understand the guy might've been upset or something and just wanted to take it out. But at that point, that is not the time to be taking out any quote vengeance on the bad guy. Um, there's a lot more to the video. I would love for everybody to watch the video. It's a, you know, two minutes. Uh, maybe there are some, um, there are some other channels that are reviewing some of the things that they did. Active Self-Protection is one of them, and I will link to their video down in the description. If you want to hear their take on it, their take might be a little bit different than what you think. They, John, did not believe that those last four and the plus one was maybe the worst in the world, and I don't know if I necessarily agree. So it's something to think about. Uh, using a lot of these like video... Um, the video cameras that have recorded a lot of these shootings, self-defense shootings, 
you can gain a lot of knowledge and then kind of game plan it in your head. Like, what if I was there? What would I have done? And that's something I've been thinking about since looking at this video. And I think after the first four, I change everything about that video. Long story short, when the good guy goes and he ends up trying to disarm or kick the gun away, take the gun away from the robber. And he figures out that the gun is actually a BB gun or airsoft gun or some sort of plastic, not real firearm. But at the time when a bad guy with a mask is putting some sort of all black gun, uh, waving it around, pointing it at you, I don't think you have the ability to say, oh yeah, that is a fake BB gun that is all black that looks identical to like the real thing. So I have no problems with him actually pulling his firearm to shoot the assailant in the first four rounds. It's everything after that. So think about that. Take a look at the video um, and see what you would see what you would do. Play the game in your head. Like I said, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. I am not here to give you any type of legal advice, just in my head as a firearms instructor, if I'm in that situation, I change everything after the first four shots. To be honest, I may change something earlier on, but that's also asking a lot because I don't know, I was not in that exact situation. So there is a lot going on beforehand that may be playing in around to maybe this guy needed a little bit more situational awareness. Maybe he didn't. Who knows? So up until the first four shots, I am totally okay with everything that he did. He worked a perfect counter ambush to the robber, the masked robber, and dropped him and did exactly what he should have done to protect himself, his family, and the lives in that restaurant. Everything after those first four shots, I called a question. Now, I don't know if he will be charged, he may, he may not. That's for Texas to decide. But those first four, I would say, are have no problem being a self-defense situation. And so I am, I'm okay with that. Everything after those four, I call into question. So with that, guys, girls, everybody, thanks for listening. This is going to be a really short one. We're tight on uh, time this week and next week, but we will be coming back very soon with a lot more interviews. We've got a bunch of stuff. Uh, on the books right now that we are trying to work up to getting interviews and people on the podcast. We've got a 3D printing interview that should be coming live here in the next couple months. We're going to have some more self-defense uh, hand-to-hand BJJ type experts on. We're also, SHOT Show is getting ready to start, so we've got some friends going out to SHOT Show, and we would love to have them on the podcast to talk about some of the cool, new, latest, greatest stuff that is coming uh, coming out in 2023. Also, I would love to have on Caleb Giddings again from Taurus just to see. He said that Taurus is going to be dropping a lot of things here in the next week and a half, two weeks at SHOT Show. So I'd love to have him back on to talk uh, the new stuff from Taurus. So we've got a lot of things in the in the works here with the podcast. So stick with us. We really appreciate it. Everybody, go out there and get you some training if you want to train with us, right? If you happen to be in this restaurant situation, it's probably best to have some sort of training under your belt. There's a lot of good trainers out there. I'm biased. I think Green Ops is amongst the top trainers in the country, but um, there are a lot of good ones. If you do want to train with us, all you need to do is go to green-ops.com. There you will find a link to our schedule, 
and you will find classes in Texas and the Virginia, Northern Virginia area for most of 2023. Also, if you don't want to travel to Virginia or Texas or not local to those two areas, we have guns and we'll travel. All you need to do is send an email to info at green-ops.com and get a conversation started. Super easy for us to come out and train you guys. If you host us at your particular range, you will get a free slot in the class or classes that that you are hosting. So financially, it helps you out a little bit. Plus, we get to go tour the area a little bit, the U.S. a little bit, and give good training to people all across the country. So if that interests you, like I said, info at green-ops.com. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. I'm Wreck-It Luke on Instagram. Also, we have Green Ops Inc. on Instagram. So check us out there. If you have questions, comments, anything like that, please feel free to send us a DM at either one of those. But everybody, go out and get training. Even if it's not with Green Ops, go get some reputable training in your area and be prepared in case you happen to be in one of these situations, a restaurant, a masked gunman comes in, and you as a responsible armed citizen decide that this is the time you're making your stand and you go ahead and uh, protect your life and the life of your friends, loved ones. So get some good training. Make sure that you are squared away when you go out in the world. So thanks everybody for listening. Mom, love you. Everybody else, we kind of like you. Hopefully we'll see you soon out on the range. <laughs>